Hey guys, welcome back. I'm so happy that you guys are listening and I'm so grateful for all the love. Um, in today's episode, I'm going to kind of talk about myself more and how I got started in this industry. Um, this could be really helpful for anyone who is in this situation or feel like you're in this situation. Or even if you aren't and thinking about working, you can take this as a lesson so you don't fall into it. Okay, how did I get started? Well, I mean, I've always been super materialistic. Um, now that I pretty much have or had everything materialistic that I've wanted, this is starting to die down a bit, but not really. <laughs> um, I moved from my small town of Belleville to Toronto so I could go to school for hair because at that time my hair, uh, my hair, hair was my passion. Um, I lived with a gay guy who I rented a room from who eventually became my best friend and he was also like really materialistic so you know we became really good friends off that and like you know we shared everything and it was pretty cool but um basically we used to take walks all the time and one night we were talking about how i should get a sugar daddy so after our walk i went upstairs to my bedroom and i made my first profile on seekingarrangements.com um i had just turned 18 and i thought that i was ready to start the sugar dating rounds but it didn't last very long so at first sugar dating was like it was okay for me i mean i was still going to school so like you know the three to five hundred dollars here and there was okay and it helped me out a lot but then i actually met a guy online and that kind of changed like pretty much my whole entire life literally this guy like created my whole life path up until now and i will never ever forgive him for it and it's still something that i think about a lot and like ugh, it's just it's horrible so i guess i'll get into this guy um even though i don't want to but uh yeah brace yourselves (laughs) so i met this guy we'll call him g and in the beginning he was really nice to me he would pick me up take me to lunch take me to dinner take me out introduce me to his friends as his girl all that fun stuff um he took care of me in the way that i needed to be taken care of um he was he was the love of my life um none of my needs went unmet um i was going to school at that time so he would even pick me up in the mornings to drive me to school so i didn't take the subway or didn't have to take the subway He had taught me a lot about life from his point of view. He got me, so he eventually knew everything about me. We spent the majority of our time together uh, that I didn't have when I wasn't at, or that I did have when I wasn't at school. Um, He had told me that he was a pimp before, but he had enough money that he retired and didn't do it anymore. Um, He said that he loved me and that we were going to build a life together, get married, and have a family. And yeah, I pretty much believed him. So G got really close with my best friend who I was living with at the time and now that I look back on it, it was probably just another manipulation technique that he was using on me. Um, He became pretty close with my mom too, which I know now that that was his biggest thing on me. So like one day we were driving somewhere to go get something to eat and he like brought up the fact that he started pimping again and I didn't really know what to think of it. So but like he he assured me that he had no feelings for the girls and that all he wanted was their money. And then started talking about how I should be his bottom bitch. And a bottom bitch is basically the one who sits, like, atop the hierarchy of girls working for a particular pimp. She's usually the one that has been there the longest and is closest to the pimp, particularly because she makes the most money. 
he didn't really explain it like that obviously but now that i've been doing this for long enough i know what that means um i didn't want to have anything to do with it so i said no and he didn't actually seem to be too upset about it at that time so a couple weeks passed and g started asking me to go to montreal with him because that's where he was from and i decided to go because he told me that he would make sure i was back in time for school the next day and i believed him obviously so i knew he was doing fraud too at that time but i didn't really question about it because I just honestly would rather not know. So I knew he was going up to Montreal to do those kinds of things and whatnot. So he told me he had an apartment in Montreal that we were going to stay at. So um, when we got there, we went to the apartment and there was no furniture in it, but there was an air mattress for us to sleep on. And um, yeah, so basically one night turned into a week and so on and so forth and by the end of my first semester of college I didn't have enough hours to graduate so um or not graduate but move on to my next um semester so I basically just dropped out at that point I wasn't even really feeling school anyway and um yeah so I just had enough I didn't really tell anyone and I just took the subway home and um I actually had a pimp on my WhatsApp, I think it was. And I don't know how I got him there. I don't know what, why he was there. I don't know. But whatever. So I started talking to him and I told him what happened and, you know, whatever. And I told my mom before I talked to this guy and she told me that, you know, that she was super pissed at me. She was going to stop paying my rent. She wasn't going to give me an allowance. She wasn't going to help me with anything. And I had to do it all on my own if I wanted to stay in Toronto. So that's what I was telling the the guy. And um, he was just like, okay, well, you know what? I can help you. Like, you know, um, he didn't really say he was a pimp. But, you know, basically he did. And um, I met up with him that night. And there was another guy with him, too, who seemed to be probably like his teacher or whatever but he was a lot older than him it seemed um and they took me to a hotel and introduced me to their two girls that they had there and they seemed to you know be really nice girls they had um all the bags all the shoes like um you know they were really nice they just they seemed all around good, like, good people. They had their their boobs done, their lips done, everything that I wanted at that time. So, to me, I was like, okay, you know what, these girls have all this, like, okay, these people, you know, maybe they're not so bad. So, anyway, fast forward, um, they take me and um, they ask, they take me back home and they ask me when I want to start working. And I basically said that I would start the next day, so they picked me up the next day. I told my best friend where I was going. Um, he was just kind of like, okay, um, whatever. But um, yeah, so I went. Um, I got to the hotel and I started to share a room with the, the one girl. And we became really close. Like, she was really nice. Um, the The pimp actually made us do, like, um, like 
he he did butt checks so like we would have to like shave each other's butts for for each other and like i'm pretty sure that's what made us closer <laughs> like i don't know who else does that but you know what it was really fucking weird but anyway so they would come they would post our ads um we would be we would have to wake up at eight o'clock and we worked until 4 a.m and um when we went to get food only one girl could go at a time so it wasn't suspicious to the hotel staff um you know we didn't really leave the hotel ever and but i was only there for a week and then i was like holy fuck get me out of here and i called my best friend and basically he picked me up and saved me and yeah i never went back but anyway back to the story so yeah so we would wake up we would shower we'd get ready for our day our ads would be posted and then we'd start to do our our appointments so if i had an appointment um the girl that i was sharing a room with would go to the other girl's room and you know vice versa like so um every time we made money we had to put it into like a little the the ice cube thingy in the hotel room so every day at 12 o'clock they would come in and they would collect the money from the morning and then we would get someone would go to get lunch we'd eat and then we'd start working again and then there was you know certain times they'd come and collect money and they knew how much they were getting and you know whatever so after about a week I was exhausted and I couldn't do it and I felt like I wasn't getting anything and I was trapped in this hotel and you know, it was just, it wasn't for me, so I, like I said, I called my best friend, he came and saved me, and I went back home, um, my, my best friend had actually told my G at the time, like, what I was doing, and when he came and saw me, he was pissed, and he was like, you know, why would you do that, why wouldn't you come with me, like, I'll, like, you know, like, we would do so, like, I would make sure, like, all you want, like, all your dreams come true, like, anything you want, you can have it, like, you know, just selling me a dream, basically, so then I was like, okay, you know what, I need to make money, I need to pay my rent, I need to, you know, be able to keep up with my lifestyle, so, you know, I thought this guy loved me, and I was brainwashed and vulnerable, and I was like, okay, you know what, let's do it, let's just start putting up an ad for me, so the first hotel I worked in was kind of like, it like a motel kind of but a little bit classier (laughs) okay so it was like an inn and they had posted my ad and I didn't really know how to use the phone yet so G was you know answering the calls and whatnot so um he always had another room which was like usually attached to the room or just like across from my room so in between my calls, he would come and he'd hang out with me and we would just be together during those times. Um, my first call was like extremely scary and I hated it and I was so scared. But like after the guy left, I was like, wow, you know, I just made, you know, $120 in 10 minutes because that's what was being charged back then. And, or that pimps were charging for their girls back then, which right now is like degrading and disgusting, but back then, whatever. So I was like, okay, cool. And at that time, I still believed that this guy loved me, you know, 
Um, I didn't think of him as my pimp. I just thought, you know, he's helping me out. He's giving me what I need. And we're going to do good together. So, yeah, that's basically how it started. And it did end. And it ended very, very bad. And I'll get into that later. But, yeah. So, basically, I got boyfriend pimped and brainwashed and I hope none of you ever 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 go through that because honestly it's like it really screws you up for for a while and sometimes like forever because you just like have post-traumatic stress from it and it's just you won't be able to trust people anymore and yeah it's just a lot of things happen when you get boyfriend pimped okay so just don't get boyfriend pimped or don't get boy don't even get pimped at all you don't need a pimp no pimps allowed okay so thank you guys so much for listening um i really appreciate it and i hope you took some things into consideration there i know i didn't really go too much into detail because there's a lot on the topic so maybe you know in the next couple episodes from now i'll go into like the things i went through um how i got out and like why i will never probably have a pimp again so just look forward to that and yeah thank you guys for listening